Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising, and we're not doing it by further fighting or depleting ourselves anymore. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. We infuse the sacred with the logic, spirit with embodiment, feminine with masculine. And here we strengthen by becoming sovereign and whole. In doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today to find my archive of episodes, grab your free download of Masculine Feminine Money, and schedule your 15-minute discovery call with me to identify your next steps for your sacred remembering journey. I love supporting you. Now, let's begin. Hello and welcome. Just a quick reminder uh, before we get started with this pretty jazzy episode today that I am offering three 15-minute calls per week to listeners of this podcast. Those of you who hear something, something sparks, you want to have a little conversation about how it applies to your life and maybe what's next for you. If this is for you, you can go to sarahpoet.com backslash book and just book those 15 minutes today. And then uh, the next step on your journey, yeah, that might be the sacred remembering membership. That might be some private work with me. That might be a group offering that's upcoming in this case, structure and flow. Um, So if you're hearing something, it's sparking and there's a resonance, right? We trust the resonance, the alignment, the, um, the soul knowing, then go ahead and book that call. And I look forward to talking to you in an authentic conversation um, and getting to know you better. Now, here's the episode. Hello, hello, my people. Episode 102. Thank you for being here. I'm Sarah Poet. Ah, It is my pleasure to be here talking with you today about masculine structure and feminine flow. Now, if you are on my email list, I hope you are. If you are seeing what I'm putting out on social media, you know that structure and flow is a 90 day system. Um, it's a planner and it is for time and energy optimization. Um, and that's going on now. That is on sale now. And today on this podcast, it's not just going to be one big advertisement, although, you know, maybe it is also because I love structure and flow so much that I'm going to tell you about applications of this system. I'm not going to spend all podcast telling you what the system looks like or how it works, those kinds of things. You can derive that at sarahpoet.com, ask me questions, do what you need to do. But today... I want to talk about three specific things that are related to structure and flow, three concepts that I thought you would enjoy 
hearing about today that would be educational, inspirational. And as you can hear, I am pumped about about this episode, about structure and flow, and about women's resources. Women's resources, okay? Because I'm having some major downloads about this. So I'm going to get into that today. But that's the first topic. I want to tell you what the topics are going to be. You can decide if this episode is for you. I hope you stick around. First topic is the value of women's resources. Second topic is masculine feminine energetics in women. Some common things we see there. And the third topic is the quality of your energy and not all energy being created equal. Um, And then lastly, I'll tell you about structure and flow, where to buy it, where to enroll in our New Year's community that is that is showing up. So structure and flow, I'm just going to share a little bit right now. It is on sale now through December 17th. To be totally transparent with you, there are three tiers of pricing and it goes up the closer we get to December 17th. Um, I have 20 of these books printed ready. So, you know, get one before they're gone kind of deal. Um, Also, it's a book and a planner. It's like a 90-day workbook, but it's a system because it's such a self-reflection and it's such an experience that... So yeah, you're going to manage your time and energy with this planner. But what you're going to discover about yourself and potentially about feminine and masculine how you use your energy, how you set your boundaries, um, how you prioritize your time. All of these things are so insightful that seriously, every woman I see do this, I've used it many times. Um, There are these deep, deep psyche realizations. And then the tool, because we're using this tool that that collects data <laughs> about time and energy and how we're using it, then you can make these very informed decisions about how you want to use your energy differently and you just see your life change. So I'm enthusiastic about structure and flow because it works. <laughs> um, it came to me two years ago in January of 2020. And I just kept like downloading the system and I knew it was like divine. It was like, put this part with this part with this part and explain it. And and I just wrote a little book about it. So the first part of the workbook is actually instructional. Um, and that's enough to kind of get you through, but that's not all I'm giving you because I'm also giving you an online community where you can ask me questions. Um, I'm giving you three live Q&A calls where we will interact and I'm giving you an entire online course that I recorded that has, yes, the instructions, but also then videos like these weekly videos on those deep dive topics, the stuff that typically comes up, that deep psyche material that's so yummy to look at. So look at that. I told you about it at the beginning instead of at the end. Okay. Switching it up. So let's get started with topic one, the value of women's resources. Okay. So value, yes, like monetary value, but just value in general, right? (sighs) All right. I think I want to start with just an acknowledgement that historically women's resources were very 
undervalued. Okay. So as I'm thinking about these things, you can think about how they apply to you. You can pause, maybe journal about them. I'm asking some big questions. I'm bringing some big uh, topics forward, not unlike I do in any other episode. (laughs) Um, That's how I roll. So women's resources are historically undervalued in our culture and in the patriarchy, right? Like we know currently, you know, women go to work and they earn less than men per, you know, to the dollar. Um, So women's time, historically undervalued. Women's energy, historically undervalued. You can work all day for less. We don't care how tired you are. Um, These kinds of social messages. Women's resources in their bodies have been historically undervalued. In the taker separation patriarchal um, concept, men men thought they had the right to take from women's bodies. So the the depletion, the siphoning of feminine energy is so cultural, is so prevalent that Unfortunately, we don't even know the value of the feminine. I'm saying we like collectively, we don't know our own value. We don't know the value of the feminine. We don't know how valuable our energy, our attention, our bodies, we don't know how valuable it truly is. And because of the orientation that has been now for thousands of years, we have been taught to look to the external to say, am I valuable? Am I worthy? Am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of respect? Am I worthy of you taking care of my body, treating my body right? Right. So women are beginning to reclaim this in the past, you know, couple decades, et cetera. Thank goodness. But the concept of self worth or, you know, what's my value is a little bit um, obscure. And, and sort of, hmm, you know, what's the word? Like, it, it's just a concept. It's just an idea until we start to actually look at like, well, what is the value of my resources? Where does my energy go? So it's not just that we have like a self-worth problem. I actually think we have far less collectively of a self worth problem than we do, um, you know, feminine depletion problem and like a feminine essence that's, that's undervalued and just confusion about where to look to feel your value. Because I think, I think women, I don't know, you can decide for yourself, but I think women genuinely want to love themselves. I think women are working really, really hard in things like self-improvement and healing their trauma and going to therapy and going back into embodiment. I mean, I I know plenty of women that are doing these things really beautifully. And that tells me that they actually value themselves. Like there is an inherent value. I think we're just also collectively kind of we're, we're, oh my gosh, so advancing the consciousness around how to 
value ourselves, how to value ourselves in that work conversation or that relationship conversation, or how to set boundaries with a clear voice, um, how to set boundaries around like our bodies. And, you know, no, I'm not interested in doing that physical, you know, physical or sexual act with you just, just because I don't choose it, you know, just, just clarity, not, not a defense. And I did a whole episode on boundaries that you can listen to. I think I did that a couple months ago. So how does a woman come to stand in her worth, in her value? Well, I've, I've been geeking out over this topic. I feel so lit up about this because Every time I've talked about structure and flow before, I was kind of talking about this topic. But this time when I'm talking about structure and flow, it's hitting me so hard that that this is what we need to talk about. Women and their resources and the value of their resources. And when I say resources, I mean time energy, your body, and and energy is life force energy, right? Like all of the energy that you have in a day, Um, your body, your attention, and then the external resources like money, right? So what we have on the inside, what we have on the outside. And when we build the value of what we have on the inside, we see the value of the resources on the external also reflect that. So how does a woman stand in her worth and in her value? Well, I'm going to do a whole workshop for you on this on December 7th. It's going to be a 90 minute workshop offering it twice that day. So you can be sure to catch it live and sign up, you know, Instagram bio has the link for that. So we're going to dive deep with this and you can begin tracking um, the the wealth, the value of your resources. But that's essentially how the, we track it. We track it. We notice it. We begin to ask ourselves questions like, well, where does my energy default to? What am I putting first? You know, um, Am I putting other people that are demanding of me? Am I putting that before my own priorities for my own growth? You know, so when you start tracking in this system from the boundary component, you do these weekly boundary circles, uh, boundary clarity circles, not boundary defense circles, by the way. Um, then you have your goals, aspirations, intentions, and then you're organizing your time and your day and your energy and your life force around those intentions, also respecting your boundaries. And I promise you, like in between weeks one to two, you are going to have ahas about how you are undervaluing your own energy. So when we begin to track the energy and know where it goes and get more data, right? The data is is like a masculine concept, right? I mean, the feminine can emotionally search all day long for this concept of self-worth, but but if we're tracking it, 
And we're seeing the numbers and we're getting the data and it's like, oh, look, you know, I want to start this business, but this week I only put three hours into that thing I say I want. Well, there you go, sister. It's like facts. The reasons we avoid it, those are emotional. Those are, you know, maybe feminine, maybe childhood trauma related, all those kinds of things. But the numbers give you information. And I'm going to talk in a minute about um, women's relationship to masculine and how sometimes we avoid that, you know, but I love structure and flow because you just show up one day at a time, one week at a time. And at the end of the week, um, there are reflection questions that, that really let you dive deeper into your notices and what you want to like change up for the next week. So you get this fresh start, start of every day, start of every week. I love that. I love that. It's really a, you know, and that's how we optimize. We just, we show up fresh with our, with our focus. So when you begin to value your own resources, then you know that you are valued inherently. You are inherently valuing who you are and the time and the energy that you have available on this planet, right? Um, In any given day, in any given moment. And so you start to command value externally. Also, when you recognize what the true value that you have um, internally really is, it's very natural. It's very natural in this system that you begin to develop deeper self-worth. And so... I really invite you, you know, if you have struggled with self-worth and I, I did, let me just be vulnerable about that for a moment. I struggled with self-worth, but it was a little bit hidden because I really like, (laughs) I really like myself. I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, the self-worth kind of snag uh, that we have collectively. I definitely liked myself, knew I had things of value to offer, but the, it wasn't translating in the external world. Um, and what was happening was I was getting myself into relationships that would deplete my resources. I, you know, was like making deals instead of charging full price and and things like that, that um, I've really looked at these things over the course of the last three years in business and knowing that resources getting into the hands of women, like financial resources getting into the hands of women changes the world, right? Like we know that. And I've been talking about that for a long time. And I think that's part of my aha epiphany right now is like, we can't get those resources into the hands of women until women truly value their inherent resources, your time, your energy, your attention, that translates to your money. So you'll stop giving yourself away, you know, like either giving your body away, giving yourself away to relationships. You'll stop doing that when you yourself know the value. I'm not talking money value. I'm talking inherent value of your body. And you'll say, 
huh, is this exchange, the way this exchange is going, is this really worth my life force energy? And when you start to get honest with yourself about that, that's when we as women start to change what is defined as feminine worth or feminine value because we are not going to give it away anymore. Do you see? When you stop giving your life force energy away, it becomes more valuable. So you change this energetically. You change this in your mindset. You change this in your habits. And then you see it translate in the external world. I promise you. So you don't have just a self-worth problem. We have a collective problem where the feminine has been undervalued and we have been taught to give away our resources in an effort to get love, in an effort to get what we've needed. Sisters, you can't give it away and then hope to be reciprocated for it. You just can't. It doesn't work that way. You have to value it first and choose where you are exchanging it. Okay. That's more of a sovereign energetic. I trust you can feel that. Whew. So good. All right. So topic number two, feminine, masculine energetics. I'm just going to talk about two aspects of this. I want to talk about the masculine. I talk to women all the time that are aware that their relationship with the masculine is skewed. I could talk about that all day, but I'm going to reel it in and just talk about two things here. So if you know that you've got a skewed relationship with the masculine, hey, that's everyone listening because we live in a patriarchy and masculine itself was skewed. (laughs) So that's all of us. Like our... Our notion of what the masculine is, is flawed. Let me say that again. Our very notion of what the masculine is, is flawed. So actually, I'm going to explain a little bit more here than I had intended. So what usually happens if women are trying to, you know, compete, climb career ladders, um, achieve, succeed, be the breadwinners, We're putting on a masculine energetic by mimicking the, you know, ladder climbing that happened with men in hierarchical, you know, organizations um, in the patriarchy. So I worked in education. I knew that I needed to make more money for my family when my son was born. Um, So I went back to school for a master's. actually a second master's in school leadership. And I was like, okay, there's a ladder to climb. I'm a natural leader. It makes sense for me to stay in this profession instead of like hopping over. I almost hopped over to psychology and counseling. And I was like, that doesn't make sense financially. I'm going to climb this ladder and go into school leadership. And it was strategic like that for sure. But the more I climbed the leadership ladder, you know, leadership in the books, historically, is all about like having it all together, knowing what to say, um, being able to cite the resources, <laughs> you know, all of that. And, and that felt very, very masculine. 
So even though, you know, I see school leadership as such a caretaking role, the feminine really wasn't welcome there because it's just not culturally what we do, you know, um, like caring and caregiving is not monetarily valued. Dr. Rian Eisler has a whole book about that. Um, the true wealth of nations. I recommend it. It's, it's great. Um, lots of facts, lots of facts about caring and caregiving and how they're undervalued. So as women, we emulate the masculine of the patriarchy. And there's not fault or shame in that. It just is like it, it's something that we are having to undo as we become more conscious. So many women who engage in structure and flow are high performing professionals who are also aware that they have trouble slowing down. They have trouble resting. They have trouble um, taking it easy on themselves. Okay. The other thing that kind of collectively happens, it's like the same, the other side of the same coin is that a woman can reject the masculine and the masculine archetype because they associate it with being hurt or overpowered. And so they reject the masculine, they reject structure, they reject taking guided action, they reject making money sometimes because of this primarily subconscious rejection of the masculine. So structure and flow works for her too. Sometimes the structure of structure and flow, you know, it can be helpful, but it can also be something that a woman resists. Um, and then, you know, it's just a different relationship. Cause like, if you have a type A personality, you're going to love a workbook, right? But if you, um, are a more fluid woman who has resisted the masculine, you're just going to have to be like, okay, I'm going to want to maybe resist filling in this page every day, but I'm going to hold myself accountable to it because we're, we're big girls, right? We hold ourselves accountable. So that's fine too. So I wanted to say that because that's how we typically come to structure and flow with, you know, with relationships to the masculine. It's like, we've got to redefine our relationship to the masculine and we've got to really look at how the masculine operates in ourselves. So when I started to look at this, you know, my shadow masculine, that's the unconscious masculine, right? Like it pushed through. And I had this partner a couple of years ago where he would always say like, I just got to push through. And I was like, like my feminine system went like nails on a chalkboard when he said push through. I was like, I don't want to feel the masculine push through. It was this energetic of like hustle. And then when I looked at it, of course, if he was my partner and it was driving me nuts, it's inside of me. And so I had a shadow masculine component that pushed through. So this is how we do this women. I mean, the things that we say we don't like about masculine in the external, they also exist in us. It can be alchemized just by following this system. So when you meet the resistance in the system and you start to like go through that resistance that's when you're starting the alchemy, you know, energetically, you'll probably move through an emotional process. You probably have a realization about your childhood. Um, and then, oh, what do you know? You've, you've like made it to the other side of that shadow pattern. 
that's so beautiful about structure and flow. So one really common thing that we play with in something called structure and flow, you guessed it, is masculine structure holding the the container for the feminine to flow. So if you are someone who stays busy all the time, but you crave you know, rest and maybe more meditation or more embodiment or just feeling your intuition, like feeling your feminine more. Then what you do is on the planner, you, your masculine is like, okay, we got to get this work done. So I'm going to work in the morning, but then in the afternoon, I'm going to give you two whole hours and you can go deep. You can take a bath and do yoga. You can go out into the woods. It's what you need. And you will be surprised over and over and over again about how much this is truly possible. When I use structure and flow, I find more time and I can take care of that inner feminine and, and the masculine that takes care of that gets stronger. So I am not in a relationship with a man right now. I do a lot of work with the masculine um, inside of me. And I do a lot of work with the masculine aspect of the divine, but there's not another human being that is providing, you know, provision, safety, money, those things that we oftentimes associate with men. And so many women, maybe this is you, close to all women, Um, you know, we project what we want of the masculine archetype onto a man. Duh, why wouldn't we do that? But sometimes women are holding on to a man for, you know, reasons of security. I just thought of my mother. Um, Holding on to a man for reasons of security like either, you know, maybe emotional, but financial, um, this perceived provision, perceived safety, perceived security, uh, stability, you know, the things that the masculine, that we crave from the masculine, but maybe that relationship is no longer ideal. Maybe you are giving away your resources in that relationship in a way that you don't want to be, or you notice that you are not thriving in that relationship. And so one of the things that you can do very concretely is to develop your relationship with your inner masculine. And structure and flow is so good for that because you can see where you resist and you can also see uh, just nice little practices to um, get into right relationship with that inner masculine. So in conclusion there, we're practicing the structure practicing the masculine, holding the space for the feminine, and we're pulling back the projections onto man, pulling back the projections, you know, into society, bringing it back and saying, what's mine to do today? Where's my inner masculine today? Where's my inner feminine today? What are, what are these parts want? 
sometimes, you know, you are kind of the two are talking to each other, which if that's weird to you, hello, welcome to my world. You know, it's like this inner alchemy between the two. And you kind of have to sometimes I find it super, super helpful to acknowledge each one, you know, what's my feminine doing? What's my masculine doing? Because we have this inner polarity. So in structure and flow, we do that, but it's super helpful because I guarantee you that so much of your behavior has to do with this, this inner polarity of feminine and masculine. And when you get your inner feminine and masculine dancing in a complementary polarity, oh my gosh, all of these energetics ripple out into your life so that your relationships become healthier, your money becomes stronger, your boundaries become stronger. It just is. And this system, like I said, I co-created it with the divine. It's not just all me. (laughs) But this system really is this very tangible way to walk you through that. All right, so we're rolling on. Topic three is not all energy is created equal. So I love this topic so much. And I'm really diving into this more deeply these days in my own contemplations as I've been really welcoming more information and intuitive information about regenerative energetics. So I want you to look at this concept of, well, there are only 24 hours in a day. And so, okay, conceptually, that might be, you know, quote unquote, true, right? Like every day we watch the clock go through 24 hours. So the quality, however, of what you do inside of that time can very much change. It's almost like time bending. So you can change the energy inside of time. I want to say it a different way. So if you say that there there are only 24 hours in a day, there are only so many hours in a day, how am I going to get all this done? That's a very finite way of thinking. And we know that the way we think and talk about our world it it contributes to how we experience our world. Like our thoughts are mirrored back to us in our reality. And so if I walk around saying, there are only so many hours in a day, then all day long, I'm probably going to feel, oh, this finite pressure. Oh, there goes another hour. Oh, my tasks aren't done yet. And I'm always in scarcity. I'm in that scarcity of time. Do you see that? So it can also be that the quality of how you spend your time is always increasing. So let me talk a little bit about this. I'll actually start with just a super basic example. So you're staying with me here. So If I spend 30 minutes scrolling social media, wait, like just, you know, not really doing anything fruitful with that, that's like a pretty low quality of my time in my experience, right? 
if I have a goal and an aspiration to, um, you know, finish a creative writing project, for example, then that 30 minutes would be better spent. It would be more rejuvenating to go through that creative process, to feel the depth of my feminine as I'm writing, as I'm intuiting, as I'm creating art. There's a very different quality to how that time is spent. So if you are tracking your time and and we do in structure and flow, then you begin to make choices about the quality of your time that automatically, what? Up levels the value of your time. So the value of my time is pretty low if I'm quote unquote wasting time. But the value of my time is pretty high if I'm always optimizing my choices within that time. So I just want to quickly tell you about one concept that I've used in structure and flow. I've also used it in bits and pieces, like when I've done coaching and things like that, because, you know, when I first started coaching, quote unquote, I did this thing like a a daily routine because that's what I'd seen somebody else do. And then I was suggesting this daily routine. It was like the same daily routine for everyone. Well, that's baloney. We don't all need the same daily routine. So I was looking for a structure of how do we create a routine? Because a routine or a ritual is, is very good to have, but also personalize it. And so what I have in Structure and Flow is this concept that I, the acronym is PEMS. And there are these four categories, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, PEMS. And so in each category, every day, you are choosing your edge, your growth point, your optimization point. And you're just going to intuitively know what that is. Then it's up to you to hold yourself accountable, right? So I have gone through seasons of my life, you know, and, and taken structure and flow with me because I'm, uh, it's a 90 day season and so much happens within that season. Um, you know, it could correspond to the seasons of the year. It doesn't have to. We're doing structure and flow this time starting New Year's. That's a time where people are really honing up their energy, which is really cool. This is a great tool for that time of year. So 90 days is a great season and amount of time to change your life. And so there have been seasons where my intuition was like, you're going to do kundalini every day in this season, or this is going to be your, you know, your physical and your spiritual um, activity for the day. And then there are other times where I did different meditations, you know, and I just like, I just knew that that was the thing for me to be doing at that time. So just recently um, I kind of have taken a couple of breaks from, from different things. You know, I've really done the class, which I love the class by Taryn Toomey. That's been a part of my physical routine, um, with structure and flow for a long time. 
And then I took a break from the class this summer to do more Kundalini. And so I was really focusing on that. And then, you know, there's a physical component to Kundalini. There's also definitely a spiritual and mental component to Kundalini. So some activities actually kind of meet different criteria in different categories or it like crosses over. Um, but now I actually, for the winter, just paused my Kundalini membership and um, I'm doing more weightlifting. So I'm doing the class now again and weightlifting. And that is really coming in very strongly in my intuition that this is what I am to be focusing on at this time. So rather than try to do it all, because we can't actually do it all in a day, but we can have really optimum quality about every day. And so it is, um, it is that intuition that I'm following. That's like, well, right now my body is telling me that it really wants like deep toning, deep, um, strength building. And, you know, I'll still do meditation, still do Kundalini, but I'm not spending like an hour on the class, 30 minutes weightlifting another hour in Kundalini. Like I can't do that every day. So I also really developed this because when I was working with women who are very, you know, full in their responsibilities with children and, you know, homes to take care of and jobs and things like that, it's, it's like, well, that's a hard thing for me to do every day, Sarah, carve out an hour for my PEMS. And then I would say, you know, can you hit it a couple times a week? So spread it out throughout the week. And so you know that you are meeting your edges and your desires. If your body's telling you that you have to rest and you just continually go, 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 and you're never carving out time for that, then you're just going to deplete and your hormones are going to be fucked. But if you're, you know, carving out time a couple of times a week, to take naps because that's what you know you need, then you are going to see an improvement and you are going to come further into balance. So in conclusion, I'll say that that's what this system does is there's there's a holistic component to it, an integration component that's always happening. And in the beginning, there might be some speed bumps, right? Because you're like, oh, I'm not used to slowing down or, oh, I'm not used to tracking my energy. And so great. Again, we're big girls. We can show up for this. We can take accountability. So as I have continued to use structure and flow, I will say a few things about that. One, every single time it meets me exactly where I'm at. So without a doubt, I can say anybody can use this system because I have used it throughout the last two years. It will always optimize with you because you're always at your own growth edge. I'm not giving you the things to you know participate in. I'm not saying lift weights or do kundalini. I'm saying, what's your edge? And women, we need to start to have this kind of conversation with ourselves and follow through with it and hold the boundaries around it. And say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to hold myself accountable to this. Okay. Um, Okay. So 
I'll conclude that there, not all time is created equal. Not, not in the least, (laughs) not in the least. And if you value your time and energy, I'm telling you what, you are going to start to see really awesome changes and optimizations in your energy. And, um, are things going to, you know, change in your life? Yes. But you're probably wondering how to make that happen anyway. And when you are super clear on what your value is, like the value of your time, the value of how you're going to spend your resources, (laughs) then you start to fuck around less. And guess what women, that is us cleaning up the inheritance of the under valued um, perspective on the feminine. So by us doing this, we are changing the game. We are changing the game saying, no, the feminine is just as valuable. And we're going to redefine feminine and masculine so that we're holding that and bringing that forward into the world. So that when you go into your workplaces, you're holding a healthy balance. And then you're maybe educating others and saying, you know what? It doesn't feel good to get text messages at 8 p.m. or 5 in the morning. I think we need to have better boundaries, (laughs) which is totally what I did in my last job because I was getting pretty good at energetic boundaries. And I was like, why? Why am I on call 24 hours a day when I'm not actually on call? Some days I am, but the weeks when I'm not on call, don't text me at 5 a.m. So, and they didn't really know what to do that because it was like a cultural thing. They didn't know what to do with that. So we start to change, you know, these ripples start to go outward. Okay. The more we're optimizing our energy, the more we're looking at things as, as options, as not finite, you know, as regenerative, we start to um, discover that we have more energy in our bodies than we thought of. I have so much more energy in my body (laughs) now than two years ago when I first started using this, like so much more. So you're going to meet your edges. You're going to, um, you know, like bust through those limitations that you think you have and that aren't real. And we're going to integrate in a healthy way, um, you know, and take it one day at a time. So the changes happen, but it changes um, one day at a time. And what's that word again? Integration, right? We can't go from like, low self-worth to totally high self-worth or undervaluing our energy to optimizing our energy like overnight, we can make massive strides in 90 days. Okay. So that's your invitation. Structure and flow is on sale now. There's an early bird window that goes through, I think the first week of December. I'm sorry, I don't know the date right now in front of me. And December 7th, we're having the web event, that workshop on resources. And the whole opportunity closes December 17th, um, unless I sell out of workbooks sooner. So if you're listening to this episode, when when it's hot off the press, you can get the lowest price now, now until um, the 29th of November. So this is so exciting. We are, you know, we are going to start this year strong. 
We're going to have community around this. So you can ask your questions and help motivate one another. I will be in the community online group, um, you know, day to day periodically. My teammate, Audrey, will also be in there answering your questions. Um, and we will have these live calls for you and you will be supporting one another and you will be sharing your ahas. And when women are doing this kind of work and sharing together, guess what happens? Alchemy. Guess what that is? Real magic. So I've seen it before. We'll see it again and I'll see you in structure and flow. So much love. There is a call inside of women to be in community again. You have been doing so much personal healing work, so much introspection out there on your own, and now you're ready to step into space with others. I feel it too. If you want sacred space that welcomes modern women as they are, that integrates masculine energy with the feminine energy, In other words, it's not just a goddess feminine circle. It's a circle of women coming back into union and unity. Then the sacred remembering membership is for you. Think of it as a sacred feminine church meets educational library, meets instructional energetic practices, meets healing circle. It's all there and it's all in community. I have pulled together multiple groups of women in the past three years, and what I can tell you is this. There is always purpose and magic to who gathers and why. We are soul family, truly. If you're listening to this, you're soul family. And so the Sacred Remembering Membership Community is the next space to step into that tribe, and you're so welcome here. The membership includes an archive of resources, channeled content, teachings, energy activations, and so much more. My three published ebooks are in this archive, the Divine Mother Architectural Series, my Healing Man and Money Trauma Teachings, and more. Also included are live calls twice a month, bonus calls, and interviews with experts. And perhaps the best part, there is a Mighty Networks community where you get to meet one another, share out what you do, ask for help, seek sister guidance, etc, etc. This is for you. I have created it for you, for us. You can join today and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next live call. You can go to sarahpoet.com, find the group, and sign up. And we'll see you soon. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.